Welcome to Forward. Educate yourself on the new world. The podcast of the Forward Banking Chiropractic Alliance with your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Real chiropractic talk. No rainbows, no unicorns. Start putting in the work. The biggest names in the industry, the legends, the innovators, the up-and-comers. This is the podcast for progressive DCs. So buckle up. Passion is the feeling you have that you would probably do this for free, and you can't believe somebody pays you to do it. Join Parker Seminars in the heart of Las Vegas, February 21st through the 23rd, for an incredible three days of growth, education, and inspiration. Featured among our 37 speakers are world-renowned evidence-based leaders, Dr. Craig Liebenson and Dr. Stuart McGill. The Parker Seminars Las Vegas has the People Shark, Damon John, and Baseball Hall of Famer, Cal Ripken Jr., sharing their unprecedented insights on leadership and success. Please visit parkerseminars.com and use our special promotional code CLV50 to receive $50 off our unheard of Las Vegas single attendee registration price. Register today. Pain Zone, my friends. You want some free samples? Check them out. ipainzone.com. I highly recommend them. I use Pain Zone myself. A company that is dedicated to the professional you're not going to find these products at a web on a website or on a at a big box store they're for you and you only so you can control the quality of the products you recommend to others and don't forget to check us out pain zone sponsors the pain zone finish at the end of the podcast where we summarize what we've learned from today's episode enjoy All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new sponsor. And for their ad, they're going to make me say a whole bunch of big words. So let's give this a shot. Advanced Musculoskeletal Therapies, home of the Miracle Wave. Did you know that shock wave therapy is effective for more than just plantar fasciitis? This cutting-edge technology has delivered impressive success rates in several research studies, including Achilles tendinopathy, lateral epicondylopathy, greater trochanteric pain syndrome, plantar fasciitis, patellar tendinopathy, calcific tendinitis of the shoulder. Once again, Advanced Musculoskeletal Therapies, home of the Miracle Wave, offers acoustic and shock wave technology. We're proud, they are proud to support the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance and welcome an opportunity to educate members on how this technology can improve patient outcomes and drive revenue for your practice. If you're interested, and you should be, contact Gerhard, Mary Edna, and the team at AMT at 770-612-8245. That's 770-612-8245. Or by email at info at amttherapies.com to set up a free consult. And thank you guys so much for supporting the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance podcast. NCLC 2019 is leading chiropractic into the future. Make your plans now to attend ACA's annual meeting in Washington, D.C. It's happening January 16th through the 19th. Earn up to 12 CE credits from 20 innovative and evidence-based sessions. Advance rates end December 18th. That's coming up soon. Find out more at acatoday.org backslash NCLC 2019.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. I am your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe, and I'm here with a special guest, Maria Bashemi. Maria is new to the ACA. She's new to the chiropractic world. Um, Madam, can you please introduce yourself and your title in the ACA, and what does your title actually mean? What are you called upon to do? Gotcha. Thank you so much, Bobby. Um, Yes, so I'm Maria Buscemi. I am the Vice President of Education for ACA, and uh, what that means is I have been charged with um, helping to grow ACA's education program. Um, More specifically, we're um, very experienced in offering our uh, in-person learning events, but we're we're trying to focus a little bit more heavily on uh, distance learning and all web-based offerings. So my position is focused on, on trying to launch that educational strategy and ensure that ACA is meeting you know, rigorous standards uh, for quality continuing education at the same time. How do, you get, how do you get drawn into chiropractic or serving or helping us? Is there a, is there a hidden passion there? You know, was, this a, was this just a job opening, my friend? Gosh, no. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> you know, I've been working with healthcare professionals, actually, for the past um, maybe about six and a half, seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, my, my previous position was with the American Physical Therapy Association. Um, and I worked with physical therapists to deliver online continuing education uh, in their APT learning centers. So, you know, I, I have some experience working with uh, qualified healthcare professionals um, in a different context, but I was really excited to move into um, this profession because it seems like you're doing really good work with, um, with patients, and, and I just was excited to be part of the new brand, which is focused on evidence-based practice, uh, patient-centered care, and elevating the standard of the profession. And I really wanted to sort of just get, get involved in that jump, jump right in. So, yeah, it's a, it's a same, but different context, right? Working with PTs versus Kairos. Right. Um, I think if you really leave your mark where you're at and you do a great job, which I don't doubt, even though I've known you for five minutes, I don't doubt you will do. um, I think we'll get closer to that point in time as Dr. Greg Rose says, where if you can't tell the difference between your PT and your Cairo, you probably have a good one. Right. But, but if right. you can tell the difference, you've probably got a, a bad one. I, I don't know if he uses the word bad, but maybe he does. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to ask Greg, but you know, um, we we're like cousins, the Cairo's and the PT's. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, and we should all have a nice little reunion and we should all sit down and, and talk about our feelings. I love it. That's right. And our research, you know. And this key part, this online education part is key because what I found with uh, putting together the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance and all that, because from my own personal experience, is there's a lot of chiros out there that practice on an island. Um, They're alone. They're they're sort of uh, trying to figure things out as they go. And they might live four, five, six hours away from an airport. And they're, they're just trying to get as much information as they can and having good quality educational experiences online would really help connect a lot of dots for a lot of these doctors. Absolutely. And you know, there's, there's a right way to do it and there's another way to do it. Right. And, and we definitely want to be in the space where we're, we're focused on 
uh, on a robust um, set of learner needs and, and, and ensuring that we're meeting those needs and that we're, we're measuring learning in terms of uh, ensuring people meet their learning outcomes and, and that we just are selecting topics and, and speakers who are rooting their presentations in evidence. So um, you just made me smile. The digital smile across the internet here. That's fantastic. Good. I like good. that. No, I like that. And uh, being, I, I've I've been practicing now for thirteen years, so I've seen some some less than savory continuing education opportunities. Right. And I've seen some downright excellent ones. And I'm now I'm a, I'm a, a educated customer, but the younger doctors do not know. Uh, they don't know who to go to and who to trust per se. But if if the ACA is going to have a stamp on something that now we're talking because now they know that they can go to that source and trust it. It's been vetted. Um, so, so that's exciting, that's but exactly. we're not even here to talk about that. We're here to talk about NCLC, the national chiropractic legislative conference, January 16th through the 19th, 2019. That's the subject. That's right. That's um, right. What do you, well, then we'll put, we'll just keep putting you on the spot since you're new. Uh, what do you understand so far about NCLC? Well, what I do know is <laughs> it, is, it is the premier national conference um, for chiropractors and chiropractic students. Um, it's our annual meeting, you know, of uh, the American Chiropractic Association. So it's bringing together the best in chiropractic uh, leaders in the field who are helping to evolve and, and shape the profession um, so that we're just leading it into a positive future. It's um, a big thing. Like the, those three days, uh, it's actually more like four days, are chock full of stuff. Indeed. The, the schedule's huge. Right. Uh, every day there's going to be something for you to attend. And, and, and you know, it, it's going to be difficult sometimes to – choose uh, between the, the things going on, but there's going to be plenty of ways for everybody to be engaged and to, um, to, to participate. And so, um, for example, uh, we have starting kicking off everything on, on Thursday, uh, our big advocacy day on Capitol Hill. And that's really uh, kind of the, the, big, uh, the big deal to start it all off. And um, and then after that, we could move into our educational sessions, and we have a big business meeting with the House of Delegates. So plenty of, of things um, for people to, to keep busy with at the conference. You know, students are pretty well indoctrinated into this process. When, when I was a chiropractic student, um, I remember one of my uh, upperclassmen came to me and said, we've got this thing called SACA, the Student American Chiropractic Association. You should get involved. I said, okay, and how does it work and all this and, and all that? And he said, well, he, he was really like, you should be an officer. Said, Who's the officers? What's going on? And, he, and I went to Western States Chiropractic College. He said, well, I'm the officer. I said, okay, cool. I said, well, who's in the club? He's like, well, I'm in the club. <laughs> so it, wasn't, it hadn't taken off yet. And then when I became uh, the, well, the only officer available the next year, the president, I was the president, the vice president, the secretary, the treasurer. Uh -huh. um, and, and I went to NCLC and it I was probably one of the few people at Western States Chiropractic College. I mean, if you want to talk about practicing on, a, on an island, at this point in time, these students were completely on an island. They never, 
you know, being in the Pacific Northwest, maybe it's a geographical thing. They didn't have much relationship with other chiropractic students. You know, these things like Cairo games or these other uh, seminars or things that you could go to and meet other students. That just wasn't happening. I was like the only student on campus that was meeting students from other campuses and, and discussing these issues and getting to NCLC and, and going on this first day, this, this sort of lobbying day, as, as we might call it, uh, was a complete eye-opener. And, and I felt like I had to come back, and I had to get more students to go see this thing so they'd understand that this world that they are entering was much bigger than just themselves and their own practices. Because in my personal opinion with my classmates, uh, everyone was sort of uh, self-centered or self-focused. It wasn't, um, it wasn't as open-minded or, or, or I wouldn't even say charitable. It, it, it was just people were just focused on getting themselves through school and then how they're going to make their money. And I felt like for us to play bigger as chiropractors, we had to play bigger than that. Um, so the students, I think, are on board with the lobbying day. And then the leaders, the, the, they're always these students are always paired up with a leader depending on who they they go and which congressman or senator's office they go to talk these talking points to. Is that still correct? Uh, good question. I'm not, I think so, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like the question I wanted to ask, which you probably aren't brushed up on is that procedural process. But I do know the students are paired. They're kind of like broken down. Okay. So who, where are you going to practice? Uh, you know, Michael Smith. Oh, I plan on practicing in Arkansas, uh, maybe Alabama. So they would go and they would try to match them up with, uh, practicing doctors and leaders from that state, and then they would all go together. Um, so, so that it somewhat relates to, you know, you wouldn't be like a kid from California like me. You wouldn't go into a senator's office from uh, Maine. It just wouldn't make sense. Certainly, right. And, and, you know, they're looking to ensure that we're covering all 435, you know, House of Representatives um, members and, you know, 100 senators. So, Definitely, we're looking to sort of, you know, collect information and uh, on who's visiting and uh, making those hill visits, and then ensuring that we're sort of getting that coverage, as you as you're mentioning, based on you know where you reside, and so that you could speak with your representatives. Absolutely. Does the ACA have sort of a stated uh, reason or purpose for wanting to have students involved in this process? I mean, that's a softball. If you don't know what a softball question is, Maria, that's one of them. <laughs> and it's it, a lot of it has to do with just their energy. Um, yeah, they have they have such just great energy, and and they're the future of the profession. And and so um, we know that students can bring such a fresh perspective um, to the hill, and and I think they can really get representatives to listen to their message. Um, so, uh, and, and this is the opportunity just for us as ACA uh, uh, community to share our stories, uh, share our patients' stories, and, and represent them in a way that will positively impact policy and, and improve healthcare for them. So, um, this is just that chance for, for students and for um, professionals to come in and, and build upon or, or create powerful relationships with representatives in Congress who, who will influence and shape policy that will impact their practice. 
and the future of their profession. And so this is just the right time um, to come in for this kind of trip. And, and so we, yes, we are encouraging students to come in and we're so excited to see greater participation uh, from students this year than years past. It is absolutely insane, but I'll get to that in a second. But um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the students will, they'll show up and they will be much more likely to uh, be more open to <clears throat> a, a, a position of, of serving their a community or serving a passion or a position or serving the profession in general. When I think a lot of times, if you just had a chunk of doctors going, <clears throat> which I saw in the state of California when they would lobby uh, uh, in, in Sacramento is the doctors are obviously much more focused on issues that are related directly to their practice. Yeah. You know, like get me more money or get me more access or whatever it is. And that's fine. That's totally understandable. But a student would be much more liable to be passionate about things like uh, participating in the public health service, participating in serving veterans, um, participating in, in um, any sort of legis legislation that would encourage equal access, things of those natures, because it doesn't directly depend on their practice because they don't have one yet. So they're going to do what they think is best. And they have this energy and they have this passion and they're, um, and you know what, students, if you've never been to N NCLC, when you get there and you are walking around these congressional or, or Senate offices or you're in the Capitol building yourself, you're going to find that the people who do most of the work for the senators and for the congressmen are people your age. They're young people of college age that are also passionate and starry-eyed and have a lot of fire in their belly. So it's actually quite invigorating to say that the young people uh, do run this country, even though the old guys in suits and old ladies in suits too uh, are the ones that, that sort of are the leaders, but the ones getting it done are the young people. Absolutely. So if you have never been before, uh, at some point, the ACA decides what issues they are going to talk, you know, like their talking points. What are we going to address? What, what issues are we going to stick to? Um, I would advise anyone who's never been to NCLC before and you go on a lobbying uh, mission <clears throat> to stick to those points, please. Uh, there was nothing worse than when I was in a SACA president and I took, I think it was somewhere around 24 students. Now, keep in mind, my first year, it was me. Uh, the next year, or, or maybe it was a year after, it was I brought 24 students to D.C. That was quite a successful thing <clears throat> from our little school that had no idea what it was a couple of years before. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and I, I really implored the students to stay on the talking points, stick to the message, keep it short and sweet. You, know, there, you get plenty of instruction on how to behave on these, on these uh, <clears throat> lobbying missions. Uh, and, and don't sway from that. However, <laughs> uh, they, they do. Maria, they do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was nothing worse than when I witnessed a uh, student pin down a congressman from the state of Oregon oh, in the Capitol building and decide that he wanted to tell him about all the horrible things that vaccines do to the body. Oh, goodness. Okay. And the congressman was very polite because they are very polite. And he nodded and he smiled. And he, he gave him about two minutes of our allotted time, which was probably more like 15 minutes. And after two minutes, he said, thank you all very much. I have other meetings. And I was like, well, to the student, that wasn't one of our talking points. You know, I know you're passionate about it, but it's not what we were here to talk about. He was, but he was very interested and he was smiling and nodding. I'm like, do you know who that was? No. That congressman is formerly a medical doctor. We've lost that 
we've lost those set of ears <laughs> to our cause. And, uh, and that started my sort of passions with staying in your lane, being evidence-based, um, working for the greater good instead of your own personal passions. You know, you've surfaced a really important point, though, that these, you know, members of Congress, they're very busy. Um, and so you do have to use your time in that visit very well. Uh, you just you have to stay on message, as you mentioned. And and like you said, we're offering a bunch of resources on the website to get you ready before you get into that meeting so that you're prepared to stay on message. We have uh, issue briefs, for example. Yeah. On the website, just head over to acatoday.org backslash NCLC2019. And once you click on advocacy, it's going to get you to all these resources, including the issue briefs. Um, and then those sort of 10 tips we have to make your visit successful. Um, you know, but exactly what you said about staying on message and, and preparing for your visit in a way where you you come up with a set of goals or objectives for what you hope to achieve in that meeting and you stay focused on those goals during that time. Yeah. And that's the great thing is the ACA does not leave you wanting for how to do it right. There's right. definitely a process to educate attendees on how to be successful. Uh, one thing I want to add to that mix is I do kind of know uh, through the grapevine that the ACA has a challenge where there are a lot of students who attend NCLC on, you know, through fundraising efforts, um, through, I don't know if you want to call them grants or allowances through their colleges and the ACA's generosity to have the students there because they're so valuable. But students, remember back to how important the, this episode was, this NCLC episode in your lives, if you've ever went. And don't forget to go back as a doctor because it's very important to keep that momentum going. Uh, maybe bring, an, bring a student with you or bring another doctor with you. But there's, there's a problem with uh, the students going, having a good time, and then never going again. Well, yeah, that, that's about, that's kind of like the pay it forward thing, right? You know, if yeah. you've done it, it's, it's really best for you to channel that energy towards the future for, of your profession and do it again in the future for someone else and, and, you know, help be the mentor for the future uh, students of chiropractic if you can and, and stay involved and engaged in these activities with your association because uh, it's, it's about shaping the future and it's about ensuring that there's, you know, good favorable regulation and, and legislation out there to ensure that you can treat your patients um, to the best of your um, ability. And if you are a, uh, doc, if you're a doctor and now you're going back, I think you would be shocked to see all the other things that are offered to you now that you're not a student. Right. And, and that segues into our next sort of thing to expect when you go to NCLC and that's the educational portion. You're meat and potatoes, Maria. This right. is your stuff. The lectures, the, the, uh, the talks, the George McAndrews, it's not the George, it's the McAndrews lecture, right? Right, because it, yes. Because it honors uh, Jerome and George, brother. Right, well, evidently, you know, I had to look this up because I needed to, under, I wanted to understand the history of surrounding <laughs> this, and, and it's actually the McAndrews family, there was a whole family of, yeah, the whole family, right, of chiropractors who contributed to the profession, but especially this honor is, uh, or this, um, 
lecture is to honor the um, Jerry and George McAndrews and their significant contributions. And it is a, um, it is a deep history because there's even a complete uh, a, a research paper on the Journal of Chiropractic Humanities, which you can look up in PubMed. Uh, that will go through, it's called the McAndrews Leadership Lectures Origins, and you can read the whole origin of this lecture series. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting, yeah. Anthony Ham, Tony Ham wrote this article, so it's, it's a good one to read because then you learn the history of uh, McAndrews, which is pivotal, uh, the McAndrews family is a pivotal piece of history in our profession. I highly recommend it indeed. And, and it just, you know, it, it, I'll reiterate something that is really important about it, that, you know, it's, it's a special honor to be selected for this because ACA is only inviting somebody who um, has demonstrated exceptional leadership capabilities throughout his or her career um, and has worked to advance the chiropractic profession on the profession, excuse me, on the national and or international level. So, so we're selecting somebody who has a history of selflessness and, and high ethical standards um, in the context of the profession. And Dr. Morgan embodies that. Oh, drum roll. Dr. William Morgan, president of Parker University, and so much more of that is, right. the, uh, is the presenter this year. Absolutely, he is. And um, he's going to discuss the impact of recent research supporting chiropractic and non-drug interventions and the important relationship between scientific data and patient-centered care. Um, now, what you don't know, Maria, is I just did a podcast with Dr. Morgan, and it will be, I believe, the one right before this one. Excellent. So we'll be able to tie those two together uh, and reference them back. But yeah, the subject, his title is Chiropractic Invicta. You know, he's, a, he's an old military guy, so... Yeah, he's got to yeah. bring that oorah into his uh, lecture series. That's right. <laughs> um, so, and I, I was looking through a lot of the other presentations that were going on, and they're very, they're very sound, solid, uh, evidence-based presentations. Good. Uh, clinical management. There's some pain science co concepts that are going through uh, this this whole weekend. It's really solid stuff. There's something for everybody there. We think uh, so. We think so. We tried to do a sprinkling of some, you know. Uh, um, new healthcare models and clinical related topics and um, just a little bit of something for everyone. So, Which um, begs a harder question for you, Maria, because this is a new profession for you to walk into. Okay. What do you think about this idea in chiropractic that you kind of have to please everybody in their different walks? Was it like that in the physical therapy profession? Oh gosh, uh, that, that, that's a challenge, isn't it? And um was it like that in the physical therapy profession? I guess we were doing our best to uh, bring everybody together. And, and that's really what I think ACA is trying to do as well. And, and it's a good goal is, you know, we're all better together. And if we can collaborate, then, then we could be stronger and we could be a stronger voice. Um, Absolutely. To advocate for patients. So, um, you know, now, can we cater to everybody's needs? Well, maybe not, but what we all should be focused on universally are the patient's needs. So, and if we can agree Whoever on hired that, you, my thumb is, is pointing up into the air. You hired the right person. Oh, great. Somebody hear that. Either that or you know all the talking points. Like, <laughs> this is how you make Bobby happy. Say these things. Excellent. Yeah. I've always said, because there's a thing in the chiropractic called the sacred trust. And apparently, I think the story was that when B.J. Palmer was on his deathbed, it was like always protect the patient or the uh, 
the sacred trust or whatever. Right. And, and my slogan's always been the patient's trust is way more important than the sacred trust. Put people before the profession at all times. Absolutely. And, and that really, and, and if we do that as a profession, we will be, you know, stronger. Yes. We will, yes, yes. We will. Yeah. We'll rise to that occasion. So, uh, you um, know, yeah, I, I was trying to put you on the spot. Look, we, we have this thing in this profession. We have a, a bad little disease here and it is, uh, if we don't like the way things are going for us, we'd try to split off and make a new thing <laughs> that we like. Okay. It's like, uh, the, the history of the profession was like, I don't like that organization. So I'm going to split off and make my own organization okay. instead of staying within the organization and making it better that way, staying in and fighting the, the, the hard fight. If, if, if you have issues with the way the ACA runs things, how about you get more involved in the ACA and provide some leadership instead of running off to do something else? So, uh, and we welcome it. We want, yeah. we want to have a you know, diverse set of voices and perspectives so that we can you know, find the right, where's the right spot to be in. Um, but definitely, yeah, we want to keep engaging and we want to keep talking and, and we think working together is just the best way to achieve our collective goals. And I think that's important for the students to see when they do go to NCLC is they see politics at work. And as most of us know, politics is not, it's not pretty. Uh, you, most of you do not want to know how the sausage is made, uh, but there's a lot of compromise involved and there's a lot of sticking to your, your beliefs and fighting for them. But in the end, everybody is working for the same end goal and that is the betterment of the way we live our lives. And you can't get that done if you separate off and don't join in, in the mission or fight, fight for equal representation of ideas. <clears throat> and I, I personally, once again, one of my own editorial pieces, the only way to do that would be to participate in this one national organization, whatever you believe in, and try to make it better within there, not outside of there. We know about the outsiders. They don't get much done. <laughs> yeah, and, and we welcome you. Please just join us. Um, and, and They're we, nice. They don't yeah, bite. <laughs> we're really cool people, honestly. We think you'll have fun with us. <laughs> That is, that's, if you want to do new ACA, that's the next step is like, not only are they professional and they're going in a direction and they're offering a lot of great offers for people who are members, but they're also people you might want to have a beer with too. They're cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and never, let's, yeah, let's work together and then let's have fun together at the same time. You, you nailed know? Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, did you have anything to do with this, uh, the, the arrangement of this uh, educational portion of NCLC? Uh, actually, I came in after that was um, selected. I do know we, you know, we put out a call for proposals and some great um, uh, professionals submitted their ideas. Uh, we had a committee of volunteers, ACA members convened um, to, to make their selections. And, uh, and here we are today with the program that we have. And hopefully we find that, you know, people... Um, are, are going to attend those sessions and enjoy them. We'll, we'll be collecting feedback after, and we're always going to be looking for the feedback about, you know, what topics people want to see in the future. So um, that's another opportunity, you know, to, to engage. Come to the conference and then give us your feedback about what you want to see next time. Yeah, it reinforces that idea, right? Like you can right. actually change what you see on the face of things if you actually go there. Right. And do it, yeah. I'm all about that. Um, 
I think in in the follow up to this podcast when I when I do my piece afterwards, the pain zone finish, dun dun dun. <laughs> go over the 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 schedule of NCLC and what's going on and why I think it's great and why people should attend on this lecture portion of things. But that still doesn't even end all of the experiences that people would get at NCLC. There's also uh, the exhibit hall and all the extra extracurricular activities that happen around this event. Do you want to talk about some of those as well? Right on. We're going to have a few parties and we're going to feed you, you know? I mean, if you attend this conference, you know, you're going to get breakfast and lunch with the exhibitors uh, for two days. We'll have a couple receptions, a congressional reception at the end of lobby day to celebrate um, all the work we did on the Hill that day. And then uh, a reception. And that one's really nice, by the way. That was yeah. one of my favorite things of all. Yeah, that's going to be at the Rayburn building at Capitol Hill. So it's going to be really cool and in a beautiful setting as well, you know. Um, so we really hope people can make it to that. And then there'll be a reception the following evening on Friday night at the hotel um, to help us kind of, you know, get everybody excited before we launch them into learning the next day and then set them free to go back to their practice or go back to school and keep learning. Um, but it's, it's going to be, um, the exhibit hall is going to be full of a bunch of great uh, vendors with the latest products and services to help uh, solve your, you know, your problems or challenges in your practice um, and just tools to help you, you know, improve um, at work. But uh, advanced registration, there's, there's a deadline coming up and I don't want to leave before at least mentioning December 18th. It's December 18th. Yeah. That, there's yeah. like uh what is it? $50 off. Um, that sounds about right. I don't remember exactly, but you know, it's the last chance to get a discount. Basically uh, register. And for some, for uh, an event to leave like the early bird pricing all the way up till about a month before the event, it's, it's a killer deal. I mean, you, you got to do it now or, or, <laughs> or you or you or you have to pay extra i'm sorry right like, like what are you thinking um right. yeah buy it for yourself for christmas or, or hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate and and give yourself the gift of learning and, and engaging and networking with your peers this is one of those few uh events where the the names the names you sometimes read about but you you don't have the tangible you haven't had the tangible opportunity to meet the people involved. This is where they're at at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a, a young chiropractic student and reading people's name badges, like everybody who's read any or written any articles that I've ever read or anyone I've seen on, on a video talking about this, that, or the other, anyone I've seen in an ad in, in one of the, in one of the newspapers, the magazines for chiropractic, they're all here. I can stop and ask them questions and you'd be shocked how, receptive these doctors and leaders and people who make moves will stop and listen to you and offer you uh, support and guidance. And I'm not just talking to students here. Uh, the, the docs, the young docs, even an older doc who's kind of feeling a little burnt out and needs to be reinvigorated. This is the place to go. You, you have to go open-minded, you know, like you have to go open-minded and ready to do the work early. You have to come open-minded and ready to do some of the learning right through the the event and then that exhibit hall too like we we overlook that exhibit hall so much because it's people trying to sell stuff and some of us are averse to sales and that's fine 
But it, I don't look at exhibit halls as that anymore. And yeah, those companies are trying to get customers. That's the trade-off. But it's an opportunity for you to go to this company or that company or another and ask them questions, heck, grill them if you want to, uh, offer them feedback and they do listen to that sort of stuff and, and just get involved in what's going on around you instead of sort of, it, it's, it's a kind of like a disease that's going on right now. Everyone knows what's better for everybody else. And they're, they're certainly willing to tell you from their keyboard mm-hmm. instead of doing it. And this is the one, probably one of the best opportunities in our profession to go do it is at NCLC. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with our new direction, being these evidence-based chiropractors that want, you know, if if you, you, you don't know me from Adam, but if people told you about me, like that guy's pretty competitive and he does not believe in unity in the profession. And and that always gets a gasp out of people. (gasps) Uh He's not into unity. I'm like, well, not unity as you guys would describe it. Unity as in like, we should all just get along and agree with everything. And if, if we don't agree with something, we'll just kind of put our eyes down and, and not say anything about it. I think unity is possible under a, a specific direction. And if that specific direction was doing what's best for patients, uh, doing what's best as far as ethics and evidence is concerned, and we can all go that direction together, that's the kind of unity I'm for. But if it's unity by silence, um, uh, that's, that's not me. I yeah. think that's the end of my editorial rant. Um, <laughs> What have you seen from the profession so far? What do you like about chiropractic? What intrigues you about these guys compared to PTs? Um, where, where do you think we have our best chance of really getting a lot of growth really fast if we focus on one thing or another? What's the big thing we can focus on that'll get us the most mileage? Oh, gosh. Because um, I know you came in here and you're looking around, and I know you look around and you're like, this is good and this needs some work. And I know you don't, you, you know, you're playing nice because you're from the ACA and everyone from the ACA is really nice and even keeled, but you know, we have stuff to work on. I, um, I think chiropractors, you know, what's great about them is, is you have a holistic view in terms of when you're treating your patients. Um, you're not just, you know, taking a peek at, at one minor sliver of things you're you're really looking holistically at the patient um and so uh, that's that's a great place to be in in terms of what patients need out there today and and where the healthcare system is going um a pl- one area where i hope to contribute at, or excuse me where i hope our program will contribute is um to help deliver um, up-to-date, uh, current information consistently about documentation um, and, and billing practices and, and the best way to ensure that you're meeting the appropriate standards to, um, to you know, document according to what the payers need and to get maximum reimbursement according to um, what you've delivered while focusing on patient outcomes and improving those patient outcomes. Totally. I mean, I mean, how many people support expansion of our, uh, our representation or our presence in the Medicare system? I think most people would love that idea, but the people who make these decisions know that even with the 
the access we have now within the Medicare system, a lot of you guys are still screwing up documentation and billing practices and it doesn't look good. So you get this opinion of like, how can we give you more access if you can't even handle the access you have now? So I always tell <clears throat> young doctors, you know, your, your job is to uh, market yourself appropriately so that you can attract new patients. That's your job. When you have a new patient and you're taking care of them and you're caring for them and their family and their health conditions and all that, that's the reward for the job you did marketing. <clears throat> but how you get paid is to document and code and, and bill appropriately. So there's three things there. There's your job, your reward, and then how you actually get paid for it. The, the payment is not your reward. And if you think of payment as your reward for what you do in this profession, I think you're going to have a hard time and you're going to miss the plot. And the plot is that we can really affect people's lives in a tremendous way as long as we're there, we're present, we're listening, and we are holistic in our approach and conservative. Right, right. <clears throat> but darn it, you got to document <laughs> you got to do it right. You got to do it good. It's um, critical. It is critical. So, and it's critical for building that trust because when a congressman's like, "Well, I can't give you guys full parity in Medicare," you guys can barely get what you got now right. I'll stand up there in front of the house and look like a fool. Right. Um. You did good. You were, you you were honest without breaking the bow. Yeah, you think so? Super positive. <laughs> Okay, good. Um, is there any way that the people who listen to this can help you at your job specifically? Oh, I welcome ideas about um, content that people need. If, if you have an idea for a piece of education someone needs, if there are critical issues that you're facing uh, in your practice um, that you need education on to, to help improve, please tell us because and no, no idea is a bad idea. Share it with me. Um, you can email us at any time at um, education at acatoday.org. And, and I welcome um, ideas for content um, and for subject matter experts who can, who can present on topics that learners need. So um, that's definitely one way you can help. Get that's involved. awesome. No, I, I know a lot of people that would love to submit to that. And um, we at the FTCA, we have a pretty extensive bullpen of, of presenters and, and topics that, that we have that I'll share with you for sure. Thank you. I welcome that. Thank you. Uh, and do you have anything else to add? Because I think that's pretty much it. People should go to NCLC. That's all yes. I got to say. And I just, I look forward to seeing you there. You know, I'll be there. So you'll get to meet me. And, are, you, are you, you guys, everybody, is everybody from Virginia more or less or? Uh, yeah, around at least the, the DMV, uh, you know, the DC, Maryland, Virginia uh, area. Yep. We're all if, here. If one of these folks showed up uh, being a local and they had, man, it's hard to say that about DC, but if they had to do or see one or two things, what would you recommend the most? Oh gosh, that's tough. Oh man, it depends on what you what you like to do, but I'll tell you, there's so much free stuff in DC to see. Yeah. And the Smithsonian offers a wealth of amazing uh, things to see while not having to pay a dime to get in. Yeah. So. I can tell like if you're a young student and you've got uh, this agenda to, to see everything, you yeah. know, you're going to go from the Lincoln Memorial to the white house, to the, to the library of Congress and all around. Uh, you might want to section that up a little bit. Maybe plan on making two or three trips. 
Um, and then a hop on hop off bus, depending on the weather is also a great opportunity to see a lot if you're trying to get it all in at once. Yeah. Good, good point. Hey, so you know more than I do then Bobby, because uh, when you, everybody knows when you're a local, you never go into the city. So, <laughs> right, right. I've been there for NCLC quite a few times. And then uh, as a Freemason, we did a, a charitable thing where we took world war two veterans back to the world war two Memorial Okay. Um, as it was just built and, and then we saw like Mount Vernon and, and all these sort of historical sites that are important to, to the Freemason fraternity. And a lot of those vets, uh, you know, they're in their eighties. It was probably one of their last times they were going to get a chance to see the memorial. So, um, that was very cool. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. cool. Um, so I definitely know that town I've been, I've been to the bowels of the Capitol building, which was very cool. There's, oh, some stuff, there's some stuff down there. <laughs> oh, did you ever read that Dan Brown book? The that last stuff is pretty close to real. Yes, there, yeah, that stuff is okay. there. Okay, yeah. Oh, I loved reading it because it made me think, oh, now I've got to verify how, how much of this is true. And, and uh, we, I think we visited, if you read that Dan Brown book, we visited just about all those locations. So Very cool. Yeah. It's very intriguing indeed. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to pair this up with Dr. Morgan's podcast as well. So people have some context and um, th there will be no shortage of me welcoming and hoping to have opportunities to speak to the ACA on the podcast and in other venues. Um, and thank you to the ACA in general for sponsoring our ventures, the forward uh, KC uh, Kansas city event and other forward thinking chiropractic Alliance events. Obviously we are, we are, a big fish and a little fish swimming up the same stream together. Um, and, and I really just look at the FTCA as an on-ramp, but the, the final destination is for everybody to be a member of the ACA and not just be a member and contribute financially, but to actually do something within the ACA and participate. Well, that's fantastic. We enjoy working with you very much. Thank you for everything. Right. Have a great event and I'll talk to you soon.